Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks. And remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the In Search of series here on the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, Jason from Parma. Joining me from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Doc Pinko, Steve Cloutier. What up? Hey, not too much. What's up with you? Not much. And from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, an empty chair. No, uh, Mr. <laughs> Oliver Oxide. Even if I was in the chair, people would still consider me empty, as they always do. <laughs> Good evening, Jason. How are you? I am doing well. Ah, so we are discussing season five, episode sixteen, the Castle of Secrets. Ooh. Um. Uh, let's see. My uh, my my initial comment on this one. But if you tell us, it won't be a secret anymore. So. <laughs> Oliver, what were your impressions of this episode? Okay, first of all, uh, no castle. Um, no. More of a playground. Mm-hmm. Um, and the secrets? Um, I just think there's one secret. It's called a fulcrum. Apparently these people didn't realize that. Uh, and uh, we'll, end of episode. We'll get into that. <laughs> okay. Steve? Um, yeah, I, I was going to pretty much say the same thing. There, there's no real castle. Um, it, it reminds me of one of the very early episodes that we did where they referred to uh, America's Stonehenge. Yes. Which, which wasn't a hinge. No. Well, it's <laughs> it was funny. made of stone, but it wasn't a hinge. What, what's funny is um, Wikipedia mentions this as being Florida's Stonehenge. Woo! So not even... Not even in search of grasped onto that. Amazing. Slow work so, day. Yep. So uh, let's let's get into it here. In search of has investigated the mystery of many ancient monuments, the pyramids, Stonehenge and Easter Island. A solution to these puzzles may be concealed in Florida's Coral Castle. This monumental structure was created by one man with his bare hands in the 20th century. What strange forces created this castle of secrets? It's called physics. Um, But we'll get into that. Uh, First of all, yes, uh, in search of has uh, investigated the pyramids and uh, Easter Island and all that. They they didn't teach us anything. They didn't say anything about them. They just talked about them. That was it. Um, by the way, there is some annoying music in this episode. Um, so, yeah, apparently uh, Edward Leedskin in allegedly built the entire structure and moved every stone all by himself without modern machinery. Now, I do have... uh, 
I, I basically have a clip that I split in two because I want to talk about each part of this. So does anyone have anything to add right now? No. Aliens. Okay. Your aliens has been uh, entered into the record, and uh, we'll discuss it later. All right. Here's the first part of the second clip. With all our modern technology, we might be able to duplicate the pyramids. But how could we ever do it with our bare hands? Okay. There, that, that is a long stretch saying that if we don't use modern machinery, we're doing this with our bare hands. Um, you kind, they, you know, they kind of just skip over the simple machines. Um, the lever and fulcrum, uh, the pulley, you know, all, all these little, you know, these simple machines that our modern machinery are built upon. Um, ba- basically load bearing, um, you know, using, using more points of contact with the ground to support larger objects. It's not a, it, it, you know, the, it's in search of, in search of an episode. Yes. I just verbed in search of again. <laughs> Anyone? I, I just like to point out that that clip was taken with Leonard in front of a bulldozer, like he suddenly became Bob the Builder. I love that. <laughs> um, yes, we can. The other thing that should be pointed out is is that they're talking about this like it's Minoans. Uh, this guy built this uh, probably about eighty to hundred years ago. Right. Okay. It's not like we were dealing with things that didn't have motors and mm-hmm. things like that. We had been through the uh, Industrial Revolution. So here's the second part of the clip. Dreamers beyond the fringe of science have postulated a long-lost art of harnessing anti-gravity. It seems incredible, but Ed Leedskalnen may have rediscovered these ancient secrets. Let's look at his life story. No! <laughs> well, uh, not no, let's, let's not look at his life story. You know, let's look at that, but... No, not anti-gravity. There, there, there's far more possible explanations between no modern machinery and anti-gravity. I mean, come on. Well, that's, that's kind of the typical in search of thing. We can't figure it out. They didn't have any ancient machine, like, like the pyramids. Right. They didn't have our machinery we don't know how they did it so therefore it must be must be aliens uh-huh right it's it's that it, it the woo is kind of their default right oh, absolutely yeah yeah right and also in 1980 anti-gravity was basically james bond and thunderball when he mm-hmm. puts the backpack on you know <laughs> so we meet edward he was a little man some say about 90 pounds this, does this seem like a tall tale to anyone? Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, he was a little man with tuberculosis, um, which which is quite contagious, and yet this couple was very welcoming, and they, they nursed him back to health without actually 
God. That's what I was thinking. Is yeah. He picks him up on the side of the road. All of a sudden, he finds out that he's got tuberculosis yes. in a closed environment in a car. And I'm like, oh, great hitchhiking story. Oh, <laughs> yes. And he lived to tell the tale. Um, Ed, Ed was apparently looking for the right land. And some speculated he was looking for buried treasure. Uh, I'll use that joke later. Um, he picked, you know, what what was called the absolute worst land in the county. It was all bedrock. Um, by the way, the the name the the couple that well the guy that picked him up was a man by the name of Moser and his wife. Um, and in this clip, and I had to point this out. You know, they talk about this land being all bedrock, and she is somehow dressed like Fred Flintstone in this reenactment. <laughs> Did anybody else pick up on that? No, but but what I love about the reenactment, like, as they go through all the phases, mm-hmm. what's with the Batman scene cuts? <laughs> like, did you notice that? They got a new toy. I know. Uh, so here we go. Here is that, here is that clip about, you know, the Mosers coming to visit him after he bought the land and is now building on it. A few weeks later, Moses' curiosity got the better of him. He dragged his wife out through the brush to see what Ed could possibly do with that land. They couldn't believe their eyes. Ed had somehow cut a 10-ton block of solid coral right out of the bedrock and hoisted it into the air. As they nervously approached his flimsy tripod and the block which could crush them in an instant, they realized there was something more than craziness in Ed. How did he do it? Ed smiled and said, it's not difficult, really. The secret is in knowing how. He sounds like Mr. Wizard. (laughs) Which... I honestly think he was he was an engineer who knew how to do things. Um and I, we'll get into this later. Um but um yeah, he just it just seemed like, you know, he he knew the 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 intricacies of physics, you know, he was a smart guy. Um and according well, to Go ahead. I was just going to say, even that clip kind of gives us a hint when they they saw a tripod there. Mm-hmm. So clearly, he was using some kind of you know rudimentary equipment, right? So, um, you know. according to Wikipedia, uh, by the way, it's not coral; it's oolite or oolite, which is a limestone. Um, and let's see. Uh, also, using a tripod and a pulley is hardly moving a giant rock with his bare hands. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, Ed was a little secretive about his work. Because he might have been a little eccentric. <laughs> little eccentric, get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, that was bad. Oh, well done, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little slow on the uptake tonight. Um, so yeah, um, any, anyone have anything to add at this point? Because now we're going to meet the, uh, 
Yes, can we please have budget for an extra prop rock? They kept on using the same prop rock the whole time. And it, it was the worst prop rock of all time because it just looked like a giant brick. <laughs> Hold on. I had to write that down. Prop rocks and soda. Yeah, I think we have a title. <laughs> okay. So, next clip. 60 years later, the completed Coral Castle still embodies a number of unsolved mysteries. Francis Wilson. This block weighs nine tons. It's just one piece of rock. See what you can do with one hand? He's quite interested in safety, I know that. And he always wanted to make sure the children couldn't get couldn't get down in here and that was his gate to keep children from going down the steps those who knew ed remember him with great respect charles williams and bodil low guess i was maybe six seven years old i was born and raised about 300 yards from this place and uh, i would see ed quite often at the little country store we had and he was a very slight man i don't think he was probably any taller than i am i'm about five six probably weighed somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 pounds. He always looked frail and sickly, but obviously very strong. He'd say he, uh, this is because of the stars and the moon, and he would go on and he would show us his electrical machine now. He made electricity, and he would jump in his bathtub and show how the, the water would come to certain levels and how he heated it with the sun. And He'd always divert your question. As I say, a very gentle, kind person. And he was, of course, highly intelligent. Uh, many people thought uh, he was a little cracked because uh, he was smarter, I think, than they were probably. So it basically sounds like, you know, yeah, he he was much smarter than everyone else, which, you know, none of the people at all in this episode seem uh, you know, like candidates for Mensa, but, you know, uh, none of the reenactors. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, I hope he kept his electrical machine away from the bathtub. Oh, I, I so do I. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the, the 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 first lady who says, you know, this is what you could do with one hand. She's basically pushing this big rock that that rotates around in circles. It's like a revolving rock gate. Um, it's not physically impossible. Uh, you know, you reduce the amount of friction on the uh you know at, at two points of the rock and it, it'll move i've i've pulled an airplane before with a team of people and guess what it's not that hard um just watching this i just wanted to say a yabba dabba good time i mean <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and, and i have written here uh Ed obviously knew how to maximize the use of simple machines. That's it. There's nothing mystical here, and there's no, no laws of physics being broken. Uh, I see. To me, the crux of the episode should have been why he did it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like they never explained why he did it. Which he did for, it for a sweet it, sixteen. Yeah, but again, <laughs> we have no they, idea who this sweet. We have 16 no idea. Is. <laughs> Um, so apparently a band of toughs, and th by the way, that's Leonard's <laughs> I that. words. Mm -hmm. I love that. A band we're, of... back to we're back to West Side Story again. Yes. <laughs> uh, they came to his castle, uh, in quotations, uh, 
So he decided to move his whole castle 10 miles away just outside of Homestead. Um, but I'm calling, I'm calling BS in here on the reenactment of him putting the rock on the truck. He didn't want the guy to see how he did it. And they made it look like it was like 30 seconds later, you know, the rock was on the truck. Because it was telekinesis. Uh-huh. Um, can I just point out something else? Yes. He said the rock was 30 tons. Uh-huh. Do you think that truck could have carted something that was 60,000 pounds? That, that's a good point. <laughs> and what truck in 1940-ish, hmm. I, I'm, I'm guessing, would be able to transport 60,000 pounds without breaking an axle? I don't think there's a, like, just a regular flatbed. Not And we're, for the listeners, we're not talking about, I'm not even talking about a semi-truck with a trailer. I'm talking about just, you know, a... I'll say a dually, uh, you know, dual rear wheels uh, with a, you know, with a flatbed on it. I don't think there's anything built like that today. And what happens if he goes, uh, hits a hill? (laughs) (laughs) Remember, this is dead weight. This does not have wheels underneath it. It's also Florida. There's no hills. Well, I can vouch for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, his sweet 16 is coming. We have no idea what that is. Um, Yes, uh, his, uh, let's see, the stones are actually oolithic limestone and not living coral. So, uh, yeah, this idea that Ed Trepp, uh, tapped into the life force of the coral is, you know, just silly. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Our next clip, we now get into, like, the woo. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, This is the only known photo of Ed apparently working. Although he seems to be breaking the block free with wedges, a close look reveals that the block is already cut free with a cable underneath. Engineers have been puzzled by this photo. Bruce Cathy has extensively studied and written on Earth forces. He believes that a harmonic grid inside the Earth's surface can create actual anti-gravity at certain nodes on the grid, and that Coral Castle was built on a position of harmonic resonance. He's moved stones up to uh, coral blocks up to 25 tons, and uh, he'd put them up overnight just on his own. After he died, I checked some of the instruments he was using, and they're very, very primitive chisels and hammers and uh, ropes and pulleys and things. Nobody can understand even today now how he done this. I found when I applied the harmonic mathematical um, basis to his position on the Earth's surface geometrically that the same harmonic values popped up on the area where he was. He always said that he had the secrets of anti-gravity and magnetic fields and he also said that he knew how they built the pyramids. So it appears if he was telling the truth that um, it looks like he did have these secrets. By the way, um, before... Before anyone takes uh, Mr. Kathy's uh, word for anything here, uh, please please take it, take this into mind. He was a New Zealand airline pilot who wrote seven books related to flying saucers and a world energy grid. So, well, that's how they power the UFOs. <laughs> 
I'm, yes. I'm not kidding. That's what he said. That's how that's yes. how they power their foes. That was that was not my joke. That was that was me repeating something he said. Uh, so yes, there's this harmonic grid causing anti gravity. Oh dear lord. Oh my god. Okay. First of all, so he discovered one of the world's chakras. Wonderful. Um, um, by by the way, but, according to that grid, it's only in Florida. Of course. <laughs> That explains so much. <laughs> now, uh, if you think that anti-gravity works against a 25-ton piece of rock, that means that anti-gravity works with everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means that people around Homestead of Florida apparently are floating. Uh, <laughs> I, I you... had not found that out on CNN yet. Uh, um, Oliver, uh, we're going to need you, uh, when you go down to Tampa, we're going to need you to take a road trip. Yeah. Oh, oh! I was going to leave this till the end of the show, but I am guaranteeing one. Uh, it is only about four hours away from me in Florida, and uh, since uh, many people know that I, I have a love for the road trip, uh, I make may take my little uh, journey across Alligator Alley and check this out live. Oh, that would be awesome! And so report we, and report back. So what you're saying is we now have Illuminati Social Club cameras. Uh well oh, okay <laughs> well done Insert cameras Illuminati social club cameras there we go okay I better get That's a shirt with Oliver Rockside I know I well I better you know trim up the mustache and get a shirt with a lot of pockets on it too. and uh, and, and, and a turtleneck uh, oh and a turtleneck of course yeah <laughs> uh so yeah uh by the way Ed Ed knew how they built the pyramids um. But he didn't say how. Um, so I postulated here that uh, Ed was probably an engineer who wanted to do something grand or just, you know, he was eccentric. He was just an eccentric who liked to do weird things. But everything in that park, if we can call it that, mm-hmm. to me, because they kept on showing the revolving door over and over again. Right. Everything seemed to me to be based on a fulcrum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... How everything was positioned was on a fulcrum. Mm-hmm. How all the little tricks and uh, of it were done on a fulcrum. It's just it was just so obvious to me. And trust me when I tell you, I am nowhere near close to being a scientist. So there is one piece of information that is missing from this whole episode. Can either of you guess it? Um, sanity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How long did it take him to build this? Well, apparently he broke it down in like 10 minutes and moved it 10 miles away. Uh, you know, uh, I don't I don't know don't, how long did it take. Him. They don't talk about how long and I really didn't see any information of how long. No. So, you know, it, it, we're missing a huge piece of information. By the way, Wikipedia uses this episode as a reference with an additional reference marker saying better citation needed. (laughs) (laughs) So, alrighty, next clip. Even after his death, Ed left a few surprises. Neighbors guarded the grounds until authorities could make an official investigation. They found his living quarters as Spartan and as ingenious as the rest of Coral Castle. They also found $3,800, 
in crisp $100 bills and what resembled a treasure map. All attempts to follow the directions on the map were futile. Nothing seemed to correspond to our normal three-dimensional geometry. Ed left many mysteries, a lot of money, and a castle for his sweet 16. Was she a real person, or was she a dream, an ideal of all that is good? So, number one, the neighbors don't seem like the most intellectual people on earth uh they were they would have been impressed by a digital watch thank you douglas adams uh and the treasure map uh probably leads to oak island i've been waiting to use that one you had to say that didn't you you had to bring that up i actually have it in my notes twice but i decided to hold off till now okay well we'll watch on skype while steve explodes (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, yeah, that yeah, the reaction of the people like the guy, you know, sitting in the hanging chair, it's like it's a chair that's hanging from a ceiling. So congratulations. I've seen those. I've seen those. Yes, my neighbor has one on his porch. I've sat in one. So have I. Not the same one probably. <laughs> so, yeah. Um and they bring out the map. Like mm-hmm. as if the ma- as if the map is like some kind of real thing, right? Well, there's a map here, a treasure map, so it must lead to a treasure. <laughs> but it's like but he, he made stuff up. It, it and also that sweet. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Just, go ahead. Oh, and also that sweet sixteen adds up to something that's completely good. How do we know yeah. that? <laughs> Who knows? Forty-two. Um. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Maybe it's code for Godot. Ah, there we go. Maybe he's waiting for Godot. Um, God, we are we are sub-referencing like crazy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the uh, yeah the map. It, it apparently, you know, it didn't. It you know, it it didn't fit our three-dimensional world. Uh, of course, you know, referencing that he must have been from a higher dimension or something. Oh dear Lord. Or maybe it was just a lousy map. Yeah, yeah, it could have just been a crappy. Maybe, maybe he maybe he made the map when the uh, when his playground was you know ten miles away. It's true. You never know. Maybe that maybe the treasure is still buried in I think Florida City or wherever his original. Uh, yeah, wherever his original. Uh, uh, playground was built before he moved it so oliver you're gonna have to go uh go dig for treasure too oh my god okay what's my per diem at this point <laughs> take it out of petty cash okay it's uh 10 of your salary from from uh illuminati social club oh okay look at me i'm rich <laughs> <laughs> all right last clip children love to visit coral castle They instinctively respond to the childlike sense of play which is so magnificently sculpted here. In his life, Edward Leed Scalman carved and lifted over three million pounds of rock. Yet there is one small stone weighing 50 pounds which he never managed to lift. Ironically, on both sides of his simple grave in Miami are the graves of two little children we think he would have felt at home. 
So they keep saying he moved three million pounds of rock. Not all at the same time. And by the way, I've lifted thousands of pounds over my head before. With an overhead crane. Which is basically just pulleys. You know, it's not a big deal. I would like to hear Steve's mark on uh, this this one fifty pound thing he couldn't lift. Oh uh, yes, first oh, year, yeah. first year, yeah. C C minus for that allegory yeah. for that for that. C, okay, C minus. Okay. <laughs> Although I, I, I may I may drop that to a D with the whole two children side beside him thing. Yeah, that just gets precious at that point. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, I've come to the end of my notes, and, you know, this episode was definitely um, one for the books. It was definitely an episode that aired on TV. <laughs> see, see, the the problem with this episode is I don't think it got wooey enough. No, I, yeah, it could have like, gone. They, they, really, they didn't really go with the woo. No. Well, they didn't, they didn't commit to the woo, Steve. No, exactly. They didn't commit to the woo. Ooh, now we have another competitor for title. I know. <laughs> I mean, if you got to go with the woo, you got to commit to the woo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Anyone anyone have anything to add? <laughs> Oliver, Steve. <laughs> no, I think, th- you know. I love it. <laughs> Method woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of entertainment you get for free on the Illuminati Social Club. <laughs> Oliver, tell people where they can find you. <laughs> oh, I'll be on my road trip. You, you can find me on, on, on Twitter at Oliver Rockside. Steven. I am on Twitter at Doc Pinko. You could find me at Alien CG, and you could find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. <sighs> what what could I possibly add to the end of this episode that could make it any better? Maybe just this. I spit on. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, have a have a good week. Doodles, kids. See ya.